Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done, or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent, or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hey, welcome to our first episode of Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. We're excited (laughs) and we're nervous and we're really happy to be doing this. And we hope this is beneficial to all of you that listen. Um, Today, we're going to interview um, Emma, the amazing Emma. She is um, the (laughs) co-host and she's the brains here. So, Um, but I'm going (laughs) to... But I'm going to, um, I thought we'd just kind of talk to her and you could get the background on her. And then the next one will be about me. Um, and the amazing we'll pet. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, I thought it'd be really nice to just kind of go through like your background and how you came to be a homeschool mom. So growing up, like, did you like did you go to public school first off? I did go or... to public school. Okay. And what was your experience like um, at public school? Did you like public school? Did you not like public school? Was it a mix? I actually did like public school. I had a good experience there for the most part. Um, I grew up in a small town, so everybody kind of knows everybody. And I mean, it was enjoyable, at least for at least for grade school. And then, you know, middle school happens and high school happens and things just get weird. And but I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. I did struggle in the area um, of being challenged. We had like gate once a week that we would like walk to the middle school from elementary school for like these special classes. And it wasn't enough. It wasn't challenging enough to go one day a week for a few hours to be challenged. And, you know, otherwise we were given basically grade level curriculum to use throughout the rest of the week and just have to do it. So, you know, sometimes that meant you're just sitting at your desk bored because you've already mastered this and, you know, you could do it quickly and then you're just waiting. So that part I did not really care for, but I mean, overall I enjoyed I enjoyed school. I enjoyed learning. I just wish I had more to learn that was, you know, at the level that I was at each year. That makes a lot of sense to me. I would totally feel that way too. Um, Okay. Um, Did you, so you mentioned that you had like the, the, like you were in the gifted program, 
right? That's uh-huh. the gifted gate is the gifted program. It is. California. I just don't like to say it because it sounds snooty. <laughs> oh, but we know you, Emma. Snooty. <laughs> <laughs> so snooty. <laughs> it's what you're known for. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> um, did you have any other learning things that were going on? Like, um, did you struggle with anything else? Like, um, I mean, being gifted is not necessary. It can be a struggle because you're bored. So yeah. um, in regular classes, but um, any other um, things like focus issues or anything? I, I know you don't have any No, <laughs> no, that's not, no, not at all. I mean, I probably the biggest struggle for me was that I would read something long enough to learn it and then test on it. And then I didn't need to retain it because it wasn't, for the most part, wasn't, you know, things I was interested in. And because it wasn't very exciting to learn, all I did was learn it long enough to test. If I got an A, I could forget it and not, you know, never have to reference yeah. it in my brain again. Yeah. Um, that that totally makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I remember see that happening a lot, just how to get through it. And it didn't matter necessarily if it stayed in there. Right. Um, okay. So now, like, how... Let's see. How many kids do you have? I have three kids and um, they're old. Are, and they're old. How old are they? <laughs> um, the oldest is 19. The middle is 17 and the youngest is 11. And they've all been homeschooled since day one. So basically forever. That's awesome. Um. Okay, so are you a full-time homeschool parent, or are you working? Um, um, well, I am a working full-time parent, but I don't work outside the home. No, I am not employed outside <laughs> the home for money, um, but throughout the past 19 years with my kids, I have had various jobs where I've worked from home um, just to earn some extra income, and... I've also run a giant homeschool group for well over a decade and, you know, just always done a lot of great fun things, but not, but not actually being employed for any real money outside of homeschooling. (laughs) Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, in those, in those different things that you were doing, like the part-time type things or um, work at home things while you were homeschooling, Mm -hmm. um, what adjustments were you able to make to be able to accommodate homeschooling at the same time you're trying to get those things done? Because you were very busy during those times. It's true. Um, I would, I would either do my work at night once I had kids down to bed, which I was pretty consistent throughout their younger years, especially when I needed them to be able to go to bed at a good time um, to make sure that they were in bed at a decent time. So I had time to, get any work done that I needed to do. I could also do it in the morning before they got up or while they were sitting and doing their schoolwork or doing a big art project or a science project. Once I had kind of gotten them going on that, I could sit and do my work as well. So it kind of, it kind of worked that we could all be there, you know, together working on whatever we had to work on. Okay. That's awesome. Um, okay. So when, like, did you always want to homeschool your kids or when did you decide that that was going to be the path for your family? Um, my husband and I talked about it a lot because neither of us had 
very thrilling opportunities um, in public school. We were both, we both went to public school um, and both of us like recognized that we didn't really want to raise our kids for the first five years and put so much energy and effort and heart into how we were raising them and what they were exposed to, what they were seeing and hearing and watching and reading and learning. And then at age five, say, okay, you're ready and send them off to public school where we no longer were the biggest influence in their lives. And so we decided before we had kids that that's what we would probably do. And once we had kids, we're like, that's definitely what we're going to do. Like no choice. Like we felt like we had no for us, there was no option. That's what we would do. Yeah. And so we did it every since. That's awesome. Okay. Do your children have any special needs? Yes. Um, my, I do have some kids with special needs. Um, I have a child that has autism. She also has some, several specific learning disabilities, um, she has a lot of things that make it difficult for her to learn information and retain information. She is amazing. Let me say that a hundred thousand times. She is amazing. She She amazes me in so many ways every single day. Like it's ridiculous. Um, However, it does make it very tricky for her in terms of education. And I think that if she was in public school, that she would, would struggle a lot. She would struggle with, not only educational issues, but with social issues and, you know, whether they would put her into a special day class or whatever, that would be, that would be very hard. Um, I also have a child with OCD and some years the um, OCD has been very overwhelming for our family, just depending on the compulsions of that year. Um, Luckily, We've gotten through a lot of that, so it it is very minimal now compared to how it has been some years in the past. Um, again, that would be something that would be tricky to deal with in a public school setting um, and probably socially as well in a public school setting. And then I have one kid who's pretty typical and, you know, whatever. But again, I mean, homeschooling, you know, I, if any of them were in public school, I don't even know. Our life would look so much different and I'm not sure, you know, how that would have affected them because of the different needs of each of them. And because they are so all so different. My daughter with autism has been in therapies for the large majority of her life. And her therapists have often said, you know, the right way she's been raised and the environment in which she's been raised and the education she's received has been has been like so beneficial to her because she knows she's amazing. She knows Mm -hmm. she is beautiful. She knows all of those things that had she gone to public school and been put into a special day class with a lot of kids with emotional disturbances, you know, as well as other issues that she may no longer think those things, but luckily she's come through it all with all of that intact and she's amazing. She is amazing. I agree completely. Okay, I'm not gonna. Cry. I know I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> My mom <laughs> be crying. <laughs> Has extended family always been supportive, or were they resistant to your kids being homeschooled? Um, 
we didn't really know any homeschoolers at all. And so I think the idea that we were going to homeschool seemed pretty foreign to our families. Um, actually, I take that back. I did know one homeschooler growing up. I didn't really know them, but I knew of their family in our town. And, you know, they it was kind of like they were always hiding out or whatever. You didn't really see them. You might occasionally see them. And it was kind of like, hey, that's, that's the homeschoolers. And, you know, nothing like it is today. But I think that it was not, you know, 19 years ago. It wasn't what as many people for sure were doing. And maybe they thought we were a little bit crazy. I'm pretty sure they all thought that soon we would put our kids in public school, you know, that maybe we would homeschool our oldest for kindergarten or maybe for the first couple of years or maybe just until middle school. But eventually they got the idea that for sure we were homeschooling them forever because now our oldest has graduated and you know, the other kids are in fifth grade and 11th grade. So I think by now everyone's long since realized like, oh, <laughs> that's what they do. It's all good. And everybody's come to terms with it and seems pretty, you know, seems to think we've done an okay job with it. But for sure, I think in the beginning, people just both families, you know, probably thought we were a little bit weird, which whatever. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of homeschooler would you say that you are and all the different kinds of homeschoolers? There could be a relaxed homeschooler, a work worker, worker, <laughs> a work, <laughs> a work booker. I don't know if that, that's not really right. Anyway, public school at home types, unschoolers, classical, lots of learning center classes. Like what kind would you think you fell into most of the time? Um, I'd say for sure eclectic because we do a lot of different things. We've tried a lot of different things because we've been at it so long. Um, We activity based, if we want to call it that um, for sure, that would probably the most be the one that most accurately describes what we do. We tend to have a basic workbook, like as a spine that we work from and for each subject and each it's not an all-in-one because that doesn't really seem to work too well you know if your kid is reading at one level and doing math at another level and they're really excelling at you know science and history i'm not going to keep them all at the same level so whatever level they are working at whatever ability level they are at for each subject then we have a basic workbook for each of those um And beyond that, we do tons and tons of hands-on learning based around whatever it is they're they're learning about. Um, We do tons of activities. We do tons of just field trips and classes and educational things. Um, We're definitely not public school at homers. Um, We're not unschoolers in the traditional sense in that we do have some workbook work and... um, you know, we do enjoy learning center classes and those types of things, but they don't do our core work. We do our core work at home and then everything else is just enrichment, fun, and really builds upon whatever it is we're working on at that time. Let's take a quick break. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. 
We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Do you feel that you started out as a homeschool parent when you first started considering yourself homeschooling? I mean, looking back, like I was homeschooling really from the very beginning, but I didn't know that I was. I didn't consider it that. Um, But once you have officially started homeschooling has your style changed since you first started or did you kind of know how you wanted to do it and kind of just it always was that way for you um it mostly was always this way for us for sure we have gone through different things that we've tried like oh we read about this it'd be really cool let's try that and so we try it for a bit and we're like oh that doesn't really work for us like yeah we really want to do this you know, let's try this classical education for a while. And then we're like, oh, we, that's not, we're much more relaxed. And <laughs> it does not work for us. Um, we have tried so many different things that I feel like for sure we've evolved, you know, somewhat through over time. But mostly since the beginning, we've started with a basic workbook and just, you know, lots of hands-on stuff to go along with that. So I'd say for the most part, we probably have stayed about the same, even though we have gone through, you know, trying different things and kind of trying a little bit of a schedule or a different rhythm, or we're going to do things a certain way. And in the end, we end up right back to where we started and, you know, like, oh, this is our style. This is what we do. Okay. If you, if there was anything, if you could go back in time to when you first started officially homeschooling, um, what would you tell yourself? Is there anything you'd want to tell yourself um, or it sounds kind of like you kind of always knew the way you wanted to handle it and kind of went with that. But is there anything that you'd say that do this differently? Um, I would say for sure, like in the beginning, I did set up like a really great homeschool room and it was so cute with all these posters. And I just thought we're going to sit in here and we're going to do school at this little table and it'll be great. Oh my gosh, get real. That's not how life works. Um, So then I shortly, you know, quickly realized like, oh, I need to be close to the kitchen because I'm prepping food while kids are doing workbooks. I'm prepping food while they are, you know, doing an art project. I'm prepping food all the time, whether that's breakfast or lunch or dinner. I don't want to be stressed at the moment if we sat all day in a homeschool room and then came out when it was time for dinner, dinner wouldn't be ready for us. So instead, we needed to be close to the kitchen. So very quickly, we found that the really super cute homeschool room upstairs did not work for us. So we moved everything and we basically had, and we always still say it's our homeschool area because it houses all of our homeschool stuff. And we always have a table there so that we can keep whatever random projects we are currently working on, which might be like dissecting owl pellets or making a volcano or whatever other thing we have going on, it can stay on that table and not have to get moved aside to be able to eat dinner every day. Um, Also gross eating next to the owl pellet. So for sure we like to have, (laughs) I know, for sure we like to have a homeschool area with all our stuff to be housed and then a table in there for us to keep our stuff, you know, set up. So that's probably the biggest thing is that you do not need some super fancy homeschool area. It's not necessarily, not, not, not necessarily at all. Um, So I'd say for sure, I would tell myself like, don't even bother going through all of that hassle to do that. Like, no, don't do it. That would be my advice. Completely. I totally (laughs) agree with that. I'm guilty 
He also. Um... <laughs> oh, the, okay, the so it was so cute. It was so cute. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, so the big question, the big big question that everyone has: How do you properly socialize your children? <laughs> oh my gosh, that question. It's ridiculous because honestly, when you've been homeschooling as long as you and I have been homeschooling our kids, you're just like, are you serious people? This is not a thing. Um, and of course, like I ran this giant homeschool group. We moved, you know, last year. Um, we're still not all the way moved, but mostly. Um, and where we lived, I had this huge giant homeschool group. My kids love to take classes. I love for them to do things to pique their interests and to just see what is really, what can really find, you know, like what can they really see is going to spark their curiosity, is going to, you know, ignite a passion in them that I maybe didn't know they had. So I've always been like, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to do these things, whatever. So between having a homeschool group, going to classes, being involved in, um, you know, making sure that homeschooling stays legal in our state. Um, so advocating for ourselves, um, just so many things, time with family, time with friends. Like, no, are you serious? No, you properly socialize them by taking them out into the world and having them live in the world, not just with, you know, 39-year-old kids but taking them out and having them play at park day with kids who are small up to kids who are teenagers, you know, having them all work together to come up with what game they're going to play that week or whatever. Like you take them out into the world, you take them to the library and the grocery store and every single place you go, your kids are there and they're learning and they're meeting people at church or at park day or at class or wherever it is that they are. Like, no, people, no. You don't have to worry about the socialization question. You properly socialize it by taking them into the work, or sorry, into the world where they will be living as adults. So you hope they learn to function in the world. That's what you do. Okay. I'm sorry I started laughing. I started <laughs> laughing <laughs> because it sounded the way it came out was 39 year old kids and not. <laughs> Yes, they need to be thirty-nine year old kids. <laughs> so sorry, that was that was really silly of me, but it made me laugh. So there we go. Thirty-nine <laughs> totally year olds. Thirty. Yes. Nine year olds. Nine year olds, which of which there are thirty. There we go. <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying that. So. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so what would a weekly routine look like for your family? Um, of course, this has changed many, many times throughout the years because I went from having, you know, just one kid who was of school age, but all three kids who were learning. And then, well, in the beginning, I didn't even have a third kid. Um, and then as we added kids, an extra kid in, um, it has changed. It's changed as my kids became more capable of managing their time, more capable of managing their workload. Um more capable of pursuing their passions, needing less direction. Um, currently, I have a 17-year-old and an 11-year-old. So our weekly routine, um, well, again, we're relaxed homeschoolers. So our routine is definitely like a routine, not a schedule. It is what works for us for that week. Um, 
my girls recently did say, hey, it would be helpful right now to try having a schedule where we know what to do throughout the hours of the day. And I was like, whoa, okay, well, let's try that. So currently that is what we are doing, which, you know, who knows, we'll maybe just do it for the school year or maybe not. Um, so our routine for sure this this semester looks like on Mondays, we sit down and we get some schoolwork done. We have chores to be done. In, included in our in our daily schedule is reading a book, is playing outside, exercising, um, some sort of, you know, prayer or meditation or doing something kind for others, um, time with a sibling or a parent. And then, you know, depending on the day, today was a Monday and we had art class today. Um, on Tuesdays, we have co-op all day from like 10 to 3 um, during which my kids get to choose which classes they are in and get to hang out with friends and visit. Um, just depends on the week. Wednesdays, we have a basically a typical schedule at home. Um, we also volunteer at an aquarium. Um, and then Thursdays, we have homeschool group. So we get together with our group after getting some stuff done at home. Fridays, my son does not have college. So we all three kind of just do however, you know, whatever the day holds. Again, as each year throughout my kids' lives, because we've been doing this so long, you know, our weekly routine will look different. It will look different, you know, which classes are available that semester, what my kids are interested in that semester, what the time of year is. It, we like to school a lot in the summer because the weather is, you know, kind of gross and hot and there are people everywhere. And we don't really want to go out a lot when there are people everywhere. We want to go out when there's nobody at the park and there's nobody at the, you know, wherever we want to go on vacation or whatever. So we tend to get a lot of homeschooling, a lot of our sit down homeschooling work done over the summer. And then we can kind of, you know, enjoy ourselves more during the school year. Awesome. Overall, what is your experience of homeschooling? Are you happy? Are your kids happy? And is your spouse happy? Oh my gosh, yes. Like we couldn't, I mean, are you happy? That's a, that's a big question. But yes, um, I could not imagine living a life a different way, living this life a different way. I could not, I couldn't imagine not having been there for the formative years of my kids growing up, not having had us be the biggest influence on our kids, um, not having had them, you know, I, I don't know, like, honestly, I cannot imagine anything different for our kids. And same with my husband, he would agree. Like we've never had a time, no matter how hard financially or, you know, during years where we've had a lot of stressors or a lot of big life changes, we've never said, let's just put our kids in public school. We've always said, well, we'll figure out a way to make this other thing work so that we can continue our lifestyle. It's not something we would change. It, you know, when I ask my kids, they all say they'll probably homeschool their kids because they can't imagine anything else. I mean, we, we love it. It truly is a life for us. It is not the way we, you know, sit down with our kids from eight to three, Monday through Friday during the school year, because also we don't do that. Um, 
our school, our kids, you know, learn anywhere and everywhere all throughout the year. Um, but for us, it's not about schoolwork. It's about a life teaching our kids in the way we want them to, you know, be able to learn and grow. And we want to be there for it for the whole thing. We want to be there with them and we want to experience all of those things with them. And yeah, for sure. Happy. We, we would not choose anything else. Awesome. Um, okay. So what would be your top, if you have them top three favorite ways to teach your kids experiences, favorite curriculum or online programs, like what would be your, if you have a top three ways, and I know you mentioned a few already, yeah, top three for sure would be, well, unit studies are a big one. Gosh, we have done so many amazing unit studies throughout my kids' lives. Like, for sure, that is a huge favorite for me, um, where we can really delve in whatever it is that, you know, we have an interest in or something to go along with the seasons or a holiday or whatever. And just to really, like, get in there and learn about it in so many hands-on ways and to do a big group trip with our homeschool group, you know, that's relevant to whatever it is we're learning. Like for sure, unit studies, I'd say are probably the top for me. Um, other ways, just definitely any, any hands-on learning and hands-on, you know, hands-on experiences that we could do, um, including vacations. We always do learning on our vacations. And I don't mean we always do sit down schoolwork on our vacations. I mean, we always make sure that we include experiences that offer a lot of education in some way. And whether that's, you know, we took a trip that was halfway across the country and we went to so many national parks and so many things, so many places where my kids could learn. You know, we just always try to include that in in whatever it is that we're doing. I'm not a big fan of online programs, um, although my girls do enjoy some online programs that have learning as long as they have fun along with them. Yeah, totally. Fun is just the way to learn. It's my favorite way to learn. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. What advice would you have for a brand new homeschool family? What would what would you think would be the the best thing that they well, whatever, what, what, <laughs> let me start that over. What advice do you have for new homeschoolers? Um, my advice would be don't try to make it like public school at home. Um, prioritize the right, the relationships within your family over a strict academic schedule or over book work or whatever. Recognize that it is not worth damaging your relationship with your child if they are struggling and can't move forward with their book work that day or if they need a break or whatever it is not worth it be flexible um recognize the value and the education in learning life skills in learning about our world um in learning from everywhere you go that doesn't necessarily have to do with a workbook um, oh and find your tribe sorry that's my other big oh, one yeah. find your tribe it's super important homeschooling on your own i can't even imagine that would be no fun yeah when your child reaches adulthood how do you hope that they're living their life so when my kids grow up what i really want for them is i want them to be happy first and foremost i want them to already know what their passions are and i would hope that they 
can use those passions to make a life for themselves, whether that's a career doing what they love or volunteering in a way that they love. Um, I hope that they already will know their passions and that they will be able to pursue them, you know, toward making a living, toward having the life that they want. Um, My son said to me recently that his week is filled every week with his passion, which is music. And so he's able to um, every day in some way, you know, spend time in his passion. So, you know, he has a class on Monday in college that's guitar. He has a music theory class on Tuesday. He also teaches class at our co-op on Tuesdays, two different classes. Um, on Wednesdays, he has a, another guitar class. Um, then he has band rehearsal at our church. On Thursdays, he has music theory class again. And, you know, he's in in every sense of the word being able to live his dream. And since he's only 19, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is what I want for you. On Sundays, he plays um, in our band at church. It's It's basically like every day he gets to spend doing what he loves. And I would hope that for each of my kids, that that's what their adulthood would look, would look like, that they can fulfill their passions and turn them into, you know, spending time doing what they love. Awesome. Do you think that homeschooling has brought peace to your family? Absolutely. Um, for sure, we've had years that are harder than others, you know, in different ways, as as will happen being a parent, no matter what. Um, well, being a person, um, but I think that the peace that we're able to have because we homeschool, because we don't have, you know, a rush schedule that we have to get off to every day that our kids don't, you know, if we want to stay up late and do something, we can, if we want to sleep in late, we can, if we want to, like I said, vacation when there aren't people at the beach or at Disneyland or wherever it is we're going all of those things we're able to do in a way that is more laid back that is overall more peaceful that we're able to work together every day you know as a team to get chores done to have dinner made to do whatever it is that's neat that needs to be done and just having each other there and not having to wonder you know what my kids are going through each day at school um I think that, that, you know, me being there and my husband being there as our kids have gone through things and dealing with friends and any issues that have arisen, just us being able to be there together to work things out. I mean, all of those things just create a life that really, that really does feel peaceful. Thank you. Okay. So for the last question, um, what is the weirdest question you or your child has been asked by someone about homeschooling or statement? Not even, it could be a question or statement. Um, I mean, for sure. I've been asked a billion times about social socialization. Like, you know, I'd say probably the biggest one is do my kids have any friends or do they ever see any people? Like, I don't keep them locked up in a cage. What do you people think homeschooling means? Like, what the heck? Um, but the funniest thing probably is, you know, when you're out at a store, and it happened a lot more 
when my kids were younger because homeschooling wasn't as prevalent then. But people always are like, oh, why aren't you in school? And so my kids would, you know, say, oh, we're homeschooled and, you know, whatever. But probably the funniest thing was that somebody at Costco, um, a man was like, oh, why aren't you in school? And they're like, oh, we're homeschooled. And so the man decides he's going to start quizzing my kids and he's asking them a bunch of questions. And then he finally says to my son, who was like maybe five at the time, he said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my son's like an alien. I'm like, oh gosh, he wants to be an alien when he grows up. Now that man thinks homeschoolers are all crazy. And I was like, an astronaut. He said, he means he wants to be an astronaut. My son's like, oh yeah, I mean an astronaut. I'm like, oh my gosh, look, like homeschoolers are getting a bad rap now. <laughs> like we want to grow up to be aliens. I find that hilarious because I, one, it's a funny answer, but yes. two, like, I don't understand why people think it's appropriate to start assessing a child's education if they're homeschooled when they wouldn't do that to a, a child that goes to a public school. I've never seen that happen before. Well, let me test you. Like, yeah. I, I, that's weird. <laughs> I know. Call I totally agree. Weird. <laughs> let, let's start. Let's start quizzing all kids that we meet at the grocery store. <laughs> We don't care how you're schooled. We want to quiz all of you. Do you know when the War of 1812 was? Oh, sometimes the biggest question, though, that the kids are stumped on is, what grade are you in? And they're like, what? (laughs) Okay, yes, that has happened to all of my kids and sometimes still happens to my kids. And I'll be like, remember, we we did, we said you were in fifth grade now. Like, yeah, they don't remember because it doesn't matter. They're like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm working in sixth grade on reading and I'm working in fourth grade on math and they don't know. It makes no difference to them. Right. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. Thank you, Emma, for being our first interview on home school, peaceful, (laughs) peaceful (laughs) homeschool podcast. You're welcome, Beth. Peaceful homeschool podcast. Um, If you liked this podcast, please like it or follow it or subscribe however you're listening to this um if you think that other people will benefit please share um and you can find us with we have blogs we have blog posts and some interesting things if you need more help um you can comment let us know if you're okay i'm butchering this if there's anything else you want to learn about or hear or topics you want us to hit please comment and let us know check out the the Check out the website at Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. No, peacefulhomeschool.com. <sighs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to get this down at some point. We're going to be pro soon. Yes. Okay. And if you have any questions, we have to say that too. If you have any questions, um, comment or you can find us on Facebook and, um, comment there (laughs) I don't know I'm I might have to just redo that with a script
you so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You can become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you.